Your Locked On Maple Leafs. Your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother from TSN's Overdrive. Get me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. And if you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating and a review as well. Uh, welcome to the show, Leafs Nation. So I'm sure just as I am, there are a bunch of you guys gearing up for the fantasy season and this is pretty much the weekend where most people sit down and they do their their fantasy drafts with their friends, with their families, coworkers, whoever. And I thought, who is a better guy to bring on the show to help us with some of our questions than our man here on the Lockdown Podcast Network? And that's Scott Cullen. Scott, how are you? Awesome. How are you doing today, Mike? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, we're we're now less than a week away from hockey. The drop of the puck coming in the NHL, and I personally am 24 hours away from my uh, fantasy pool, fantasy hockey draft. And uh, just real quick, before we get into some of the specifics here, I'm always curious. You know, someone such as yourself, who I would consider an expert on fantasy sports and fantasy hockey, how many uh, leagues do you participate in a year? Well, and this is like right now, I'm probably looking at, at four leagues uh, for hockey. And and this is, um, I would say, a, a carefully cultivated uh, path because there was a time when uh, I, I would kind of stretch myself too thin where I might be in seven or eight leagues. And, and what you find is that you start just ditching some of the leagues, right? Well, yeah. Your team gets off to a slow start. Well, all right. Well, I don't really need to pay that close attention to that league because I have so many others to uh, to keep me going. And so a while back, I decided to, okay, I can, you know, make a little more conscious effort here to, um, you know, weed out some of the leagues that I'm, that I'm not paying attention to. Uh, and, you know, so you have, uh, at least in my case, I have a couple of keeper leagues that, you know, sort of keep the, the main uh, part of my focus. And then usually a uh, uh, a couple redraft leagues uh, to kind of keep me current, I guess. And then that, that, that usually is enough of my attention, particularly, I mean, this year's a little bit different because football season has, has ended before we've uh, started hockey season, but right. uh, you know, when you're trying to juggle other sports as well, uh, you know, if you, if you take seven or eight teams and you start multiplying it by two or three sports, <laughs> it gets a little on, uh, out of hand. And so, yeah, I think I've got, I've got four hockey uh, leagues that I, and I, I feel like I have my, uh, you know, my hands full with that, but I can also kind of stay on top of four. Yeah, I think that's a pretty that's a solid number. Like I, I personally only have two, and I feel like that's enough. Mm-hmm. I've I've done as many as as four, like you said, and I find for myself at least, yeah. I just don't have the time of day. And especially if you're in a league that's super competitive, it's sometimes not even fair to everyone else who's out there scouring the waiver wire each and every day, picking up your players. Um, but there's just so many different types of drafts uh, and, and fantasy leagues out there. I've, I'm in one with some buddies where it's not as competitive and there's some people who just don't have that much time. So, you know, you can kind of fiddle with your settings and do weekly lineups. That way it's kind of 
you know, it's it's more of a fun league and it's just a way for you and your buddies, just, you know, some camaraderie and a little bit of chirping back and forth as the week goes and as the year goes on. But I think certainly uh, just like, you know, yourself and I, uh, Dynasty Leagues personally uh, are the ones that I focus on and, and I think are, are so much fun. And I guess my question to you is for for maybe some of those who are just starting out in a dynasty league or starting out in a redraft league, uh, do you have a typical draft strategy heading into each uh, each of those different league types? Well, yeah, I guess my I have sort of I guess guiding principles when it comes to drafting players. Uh, but uh, I mean, one of the guiding principles is you have to kind of stay flexible based on the draft. But uh, in general, I would say that. Uh, I will always start with top scoring forwards um, because I, I, I find that you can you can you know manufacture a halfway decent defense uh, further down the 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 board, uh, but you know when it comes time for those first couple of picks, I almost always uh, go top forwards. Uh, and I mean goaltending being as unpredictable as it is, and this is uh, not not something that just uh, is an issue for fantasy hockey. I mean real teams have have. Yeah. Uh, really hard time predicting their goaltending as well. And, and so to me, it ends up being this uh, situation where I don't want to invest too early in it. Um, and because, you know, you get burned sometimes you think, Oh, I've got this guy who's going to be really safe and that's who I, and then that's who you pick. And I mean, uh, the example I'll, I'll cite is I had Connor Hellebuck, um, you know, in, in a keeper league. And, and I was like, Oh good. I've, I've got Connor Hellebuck. Perfect. He's going to be my guy. Well, it was like what 2017, the year that he had kind of a, a down season, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know my season kind of goes goes up in smoke because my goaltending wasn't any good. And it's and you know you don't have that when you're drafting forwards, right? Like if you take you know you, a forward might get hurt, but like if you take Sidney Crosby, he doesn't always he doesn't all of a sudden show up and, and give you a 35 point season, um, you know that uh, unless he was hurt, and and so that you don't get that kind of variance when you're dealing with the top forwards, and so that's why. Um, when I'm, you know, looking at those first couple of rounds, it's almost always going to be high scoring forwards. Uh, and given the choice, I'll probably take uh, wingers because uh, that tends to thin out a little bit more. Hmm. Uh, and then um, kind of, again, still in, in general principles here, uh, you know, in the first five or six rounds, I, I'll try to get one goalie and I'll try to get one defenseman. Um, but that I'm, I'm almost doing it because I don't want to be kind of the last one to the party on any of right. those things. Like even, even if I'm deciding that forwards are, are the cornerstone of my team, um, you know, I don't want to have the 20th best goaltender uh, when, when I'm trying to fill it out. Yeah. I, I went into, and I guess it's, it's, it's a little different, but it's kind of like in fantasy football, I guess, for those who are pretty heavy into that. And, mm-hmm. you know, with it just wrapping up and, and I just got over some tough defeats, you know, I, <laughs> I played the waiver wire when it came to the quarterback position all year long. And it's because I waited too long to pick up a quarterback and there was, you know, none of those staples that were still left. And, you know, you can get caught in the, in the NHL with the same way playing fantasy hockey. You end up with a goaltender that's not so great, uh, doesn't play for a good team, doesn't rack up wins, uh, doesn't have a good team in front of them, allows a lot of goals, you may end up having to play the wire and you could get a lot of ad drops and and you kind of just will have a few different goalies. It'll be a fluid situation and that's not always a great thing to have. So uh, I also typically when it comes to uh, when it comes to fantasy hockey, I like to get myself one of the like top six or seven goalies in the league just because it's not a position that I don't want to have to think about 
every single day. Uh, if if I you know if if someone's hot or someone's not, if he's going to lose his job because he's in a tandem, you know. So there's just so yeah. many things to factor in when you're when you're talking about goalies in fantasy. Well, it, it, it's probably the most stressful uh, position because of all those factors you're mentioning, right? Is that yeah. oh, it's like is this guy going to lose his job? Uh, I mean, injuries are always kind of hanging out there, but that's that's for everybody. But uh, the the stakes of you know a goaltender getting injured or uh, or him losing his job. I mean, it, you know, if a goaltender loses the starting job, the odds on him getting it back again uh, in the same season are, are you know not great. Uh, so you know, you you really end up, you know, if if you happen to have invested an early pick on a goalie who who all of a sudden you know a month into the season is is struggling and oh wow his backups outplaying him, like it's it can be pretty stressful for you because now you have to, as you say, go scouring the waiver wire. Uh, and you know maybe you'll find maybe you'll find something there, and sometimes that happens. But uh, you you also might have to go through three or four uh, options on the waiver wire before you really find one that sticks. We'll get back to this conversation with Scott in just a moment, but first let me tell you guys about one of today's show sponsors, and that's BetOnline.ag. I know we're all hockey fans here at the Locked On These Podcasts, but are we ready for some football? You got college football heading to the natty, and then there are some big matchups this weekend. Also in the NFL, the playoff picture and the playoffs are finally here, and there is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. You put in $50 and receive $70. $5 at betonline.ag. You talk about some of the games coming up this weekend in the playoffs. You got the Browns and you got the Steelers, the Colts and the Bills. There's a lot of stuff going on in the NFL. There's even some over-unders starting to peek out in the NHL and some futures bets as well that you can go ahead and lay down some money and try and win some of your own but don't sit on the sidelines anymore get in on the action don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook expert when it comes to category leagues, there is one, uh, I, I would say, a strategy that I tend to use. You let me know if this is a decent strategy mm-hmm. and if this is something that you might also try and do. But for categories, you know, sometimes hits and blocks and, and ice time can be difference makers in some weeks, realistically. And, and it's silly. You always want to make sure that you get your goal scores and get your best players. But sometimes, like I said, it's those guys who are blocking shots, eating uh, eating up ice time, uh, sometimes can be uh some you know weak winners Uh, how do you go about trying to fill your categories because for me i tend to try and get some defensemen i'll I'll give up scoring on the back end and just try and find guys who hit block shots and do a lot of ice time so like for me uh, a guy like uh, like a dylan Demello who's gonna play you know 20 minutes Mm -hmm. a night and and hit a lot and, and block a lot of shots is somebody that i would value a little more than someone who has more of an offensive touch Yep, and that's that's I, I think one of the areas where you know if you're if you're filling in a a deep roster and, and you're looking at spots on defense, you're far better um, to get somebody who's going to get you. I guess what I call the peripheral categories, the, the hits and blocks, and yeah. stats like that. Uh, and if it's if you have to sacrifice, you know, five or ten points or, or whatever to do it, that that's no problem because really defensemen they're the ones that you can count on for that 
Um, you know, there are, there are forwards who will give you hits, uh, but you know, in, by and large, if you if you're you know looking for a few guys who are going to you know fill those categories for you and fill it for you relatively inexpensively, um, you know that that's where you're going to find them. And and so you know whether that's you know oh I grabbed Jacob Truba now Jacob Truba you know was a disappointment in terms of points last year for the Rangers, but he still gets you hits and he still gets you block shots. Mm-hmm. Like Alexander Edler uh, for Vancouver, and, you know and, blocks a and, ton. You know, he's, and he's in his mid thirties and, you know, people are, will kind of be prone to forget about, um, you know, a guy in his mid thirties who doesn't score quite as much as he used to, and he gets hurt, but he blocks a bunch of shots and he still gets a lot of hits. Like the, those categories matter. And and this is the, the thing is when you're talking about category leagues, like as much as, you know, blocks and, and hits aren't the, you know, the sexiest categories, they count the same as goals and assists mm-hmm. at least in, in most leagues, you know, like you, you can customize scoring to change that, but um if if every category counts the same, uh, then somebody who's really great at uh, blocking shots is as valuable to you as somebody who's really great at scoring goals, uh, at least in theory. So yeah, if you can if you can fill out your uh, your defense with some guys who who are going to get you hits and blocks on a consistent basis, it kind of saves you from having to to reach in other spots. Um, that's and that's you know part of it is that unless you get one of those kind of difference makers up front, like I think a guy like Tom Wilson, you yeah. know, who, who will give you 250 hits in a, in a regular NHL season. Um, if you take Tom Wilson, well, that kind of eases the pressure on you to, to add guys who are going to get hits. Now it doesn't mean you haven't, you don't need anybody else, but it, it you know, he, he's such a big hitter for his position that um, he, he can kind of give you a little bit of, of room to move. Uh, but if, if you don't get, those kinds of forwards, then you end up, uh, I think you really have to focus it uh, on defense because you're just not going to find, uh, you know, a forward who's going to block you a ton of shots, at least not in most cases. I mean, the, the, the example I kind of think of is a, you, if you're, you know, you say you can't find these guys on defense and you're getting late in your draft and you go, okay, well, Brandon Tanev, mm-hmm. uh, right. Doesn't score a bunch. So like in, in a regular NHL season, he's like 25, 27 point player. Uh, but He's going to block shots at a higher rate than I think basically any forward and, and get you a bunch of hits. And and so, yeah, maybe, you know, if everything, if all your other options have, have uh, gone by, well, maybe Brandon Tenev is, is what you have to resort to. But at that point, you're clearly sacrificing um, potential scoring uh, in order to address those categories. Yeah, and it's interesting when you're going through your draft, you're going to have to weigh weigh those out uh, real quick before we kind of dive into some individual players and some individual uh, fantasy-related topics here. Uh, one more broad one, just in, if you have any other uh, general suggestions to people going into their draft. Well, I guess my, um, my general suggestion is uh, that I always kind of Tilt towards uh, the skill player um, because there's the, the chance that, um, you know, I guess the upside is higher, right? Is that, uh, you know, you can, you can pick somebody who you think is really solid and, and all the way through. But if, you know, if you're going with a low ceiling on that player, I think in most cases that, that's not, um, not worth it. Uh, particularly early. I mean, if you're, you know, if you're well into your draft and you're just, um, you know, needing to fill a spot, that's that's one thing. But I think when you're when you're picking in, in your you know, top five, six, seven rounds, like you should be looking for guys who, who have a chance to really be difference makers. Uh, 
for your team. And if that means, um, you know, you take somebody, say like Andre Sveshnikov, and, and now I know he's going, he's going earlier than I think he should in, in a lot of leagues, but I understand the premise there is that, look, if you're trying to uh, kind of swing for the fences, you have to take guys who have, you know, the skill uh, and the opportunity, uh, you know, to, to really give you a, a difference making season. And so that's why um, I think, you know, across the board, you should always be looking for uh, the guys who have the, that kind of skill uh, that can kind of elevate their production and, and, you know, make a difference for you because ultimately, you know, that if you have a bunch of solid guys and they're good enough for you to lose, you know, five, four every week or, or whatever your uh, scoring is, you know, that that's, what's the point in that you may as well get guys who who have a chance to hit home runs for you yeah and i would say one other thing that i particularly like to think about when i'm going through my draft is is position flexibility and if you're really Mm -hmm. hung up on a couple of players and you know one is just a straight up center but the one is a straight is, is a center and also has right wing eligibility maybe go with that guy because you can slide him on your wing and also pick up some face off slots as well Uh, All right, we will take a quick break, and when we return, we'll get a little bit more into the Toronto Maple Leafs fantasy scene. We'll see how some guys, uh, how you like some of the guys' outlooks here coming into the new season, and then we'll also get some some general uh, thoughts about who you think maybe some gems are, some guys to avoid. But first, let me tell you guys all about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for your auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and then choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, price at Rock Auto are always reliably low and the same for the professionals as the do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com and see all the parts available for your car or your truck and write Locked On on their How'd You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts car will ever need visit rockauto.com welcome back to the locked on lease podcast my name is mike DeStefano here from the locked on lease podcast and i'm being joined by scott cullen uh our fantasy hockey specialist here at locked on network and uh, we were just going over pretty much just some you know some do's some don'ts within your fantasy draft just getting people all ready to go for draft season uh but now let's get into some of the players let's get into the nitty-gritty which is really what we all want to talk about and let's start off with some of the maple leafs though are there anybody uh, this season who you're really targeting in fantasy drafts this year uh, that are members of the Toronto Maple Leafs? Well, so here's the funny thing about the Leafs. They're, they're a team that probably should score a bunch of goals, and, and there will be guys to, to get for fantasy, but one of the things is the Maple Leafs are so publicized that <laughs> you're not, you're not going to find people flying under the radar so much uh, there, right? And so, yes, of course I want Austin Matthews and I want Mitch Marner and I want John Tavares and I want William Nylander and I want Morgan Riley, but I'm probably not getting any of them at a discount. You know, they're not likely to slide, uh, down. And so then, you know, if you're looking to find you know value guys, well, I mean, the, the strangest thing of it is, is that a guy like Joe Thornton might be valued. You know, I think everybody is prepared to d- discount Joe Thornton because he's 41 years old and, and I, I i'm not saying that i have him high in my rankings at all um but if he's going to start with austin matthews and mitch marner he's at least worth considering um you know i i, I 
uh, think there, I don't know how many lines would be in the league, maybe a half dozen uh, where it's, you know, there are two really great players and whoever is going to be playing in the other spot that that's going to be worth your interest. And, and so, and that's sort of the case here with uh, Matthews and Marner that, uh, you know, when Zach Hyman plays up there, you'll consider Zach Hyman a, as, you know, a late round kind of value pick. And if Joe Thornton's in that spot, well, then Joe Thornton is going to be worth uh, considering for a late round pick. And and so that's, you know, one of the, I guess, possibly, possibly underrated guys from the Maple Leafs, even yeah. though I think, you know, as a whole, the team is not <laughs> have a whole lot of underrated players yeah I, I totally agree I think when it comes to the Leafs there's not many guys who you're going to be able to kind of scoop up a little later in the draft and, and be an absolute steal like you would with maybe some teams in, in smaller markets uh, but I hey I was I was one of those people who when I saw Joe Thornton and this is in my my pretty deep uh, 16 team like mm-hmm. 44 man rostered uh, dynasty league I, I went out and I added Joe Thornton and I said yep. you know what well Pick him up early if he produces great. If not, I'll let him go. But a guy who's playing first line minutes on on one of the best offensive teams in the league with two superstars, and turns out today also he's going to get power play time too. And you know, trying to get guys who play on the power play is also massive, especially if power play points are are one of the categories mm-hmm. in your league. Um, so that's a guy who you think may go under the radar in fa- in fantasy for the Maple Leafs, slightly under the radar, I suppose. Yeah. Is there somebody who you're seeing go out there uh, that is being taken way too early that maybe Leaf fans should just avoid and allow the hype uh, build up for this guy and just kind of sit back and allow someone to waste a pick on him? Well, I don't know that, I don't know that anyone on the Leafs is um, going especially early. Like like Matthews is going early. Uh, you know, he's, he's a first-round pick, but I think that's a justified first-round pick. Oh, so he I don't, deserves don't it, 100%. Uh, you can look at his goal scoring. And uh, and worry that oh my gosh I you know I took Austin Matthews sixth overall yeah that's, I, I've reached too far there and and that's not the case and so like you know look Matthews and Marner I think you know they're, they're really great players who you know, you know are kind of right in their primes they're going to go early and they should go early uh, and uh, and then if if you look at like I in some ways I think Tavares uh, in, a, in a few of the drafts I, I've done. I think Tavares might be a hair underrated, uh, you know, not by a lot. Um, but I, I think he's sort of at that, that edge because he's, you know, now he's in his thirties and, and he's sort of at this point where uh, a bunch of other, you know, rising young centers are on their way up and people start to think, well, you know, I want the next guy who's going to score a point per game as a center instead of, you know, a guy in his thirties who con- consistently scores that point per game. <laughs> and, and, and that's, you know, understandable. Like certainly if you're in a keeper league, you'd much rather have the 23 year old who's scoring a point per game because you're right. going to have him for a longer time. But uh, in, you know, in a redraft league, the, the shot to get a center who's, you know, pretty sure thing to get you a point per game. That's uh, there's still value in that. Uh, and so that's you know, like, like when I look at the, the Leafs, I just don't see um, guys who are going like even the one guy who I thought you know, might've been a potential value uh, pick it was Anderson because he didn't have a great year last year, but I mm-hmm. thought, you know, a, a strong team, team that should win their division. There's a chance for him to have a really good year, but you know, most of the uh, places where I've seen him, he's going, he's going relatively early in drafts. Like, um, you know, ba- basically my, uh, you know, my concerns about people underrating him uh, vanished. And so uh, I just don't, I don't see it 
so much. And, and so then, uh, you know, on the flip side there of the guys who are at the top end on the Leafs, I, I think most of them are kind of justified. And, and so it's uh, it's a strange team really in, in that respect, because I think I can look around at a lot of other teams and, and say, okay, well, th- you know, this is a guy I'd maybe be wary of. Or, and, and I don't really feel that way about the Leafs like that. You know, I mean, if, if I was to tell you, oh, oh, be wary of Joe Thornton because he's 41 years old. Well, I mean, your expectations were probably pretty modest to begin with. I would yeah. Yeah, I'm not thinking Joe Thornton is someone you're taking in, in you know, your your first 10 rounds of your of your no. draft here for sure. The one guy that maybe I was thinking of that may be going a little higher, and obviously you can tell me where his draft status is right now. I, I personally, I, I'm not exactly sure what his ADP is, but I think a guy who like maybe Zach Hyman, who kind of was on a 30-goal pace last year, and, and maybe some guys who aren't following, uh, some people in, in drafts aren't following what's going on in Leafs camp as much, haven't noticed that he's dropped off that top line in his Playing could be playing a checking role most likely this season with the Maple Leafs. I, he may be the one guy that I was thinking of that people might be uh, overvaluing and and taking earlier in drafts just because they're not keeping up with what's going on uh, with this team. Well, yeah, and I guess that that's a fair point. That if if you know if you're not aware that Zach Hyman is moving down into a third line role, that uh, you're running the risk of you know because you know Zach Hyman isn't a, a huge fantasy value guy anyway. Uh, but when he's um, uh, when he's not going to be playing with Matthews and Marner or however long that lasts, then you know he, he, you you could easily uh, find a replacement for him. And, and I think yeah, that's a fair point by you that uh, if if people are thinking of Hyman's sort of previous circumstances, um, he's not looking at, at such favorable circumstances this time around. In terms of, of Freddie Anderson, and you talked to him a little bit, how you think he's probably going appropriately where he is ranked. If you're going in, where do you rank him among the rest of the goalies here? Like, he, Is he a top-flight goaltender? Because it's interesting. When you look at fantasy goalies, it's not like who's the best goalie in the world. That's not always technical, typically the way that fantasy rankings go. We've seen Freddie Anderson be at the top of rankings over the past couple of seasons. Do you think he's still up there, or do you think that he slid down the board a little bit? Where would you, where do you have him ranked among the rest of the league? Okay, so I, I, I think I probably still have Frederick Anderson around a top 10 goaltender, uh, and that's not to say that he's actually a top 10 goaltender in terms of real hockey, but uh, he's pretty secure in a starting job on a really good team, a team that should win a lot. And, um, and if you go back to his, his previous track record, um, you know, before last season, while he was never great, he was always above average. Uh, and so if, if Anderson even got back to, you know, most of the way to what he was before last season, uh, I think he's going to end up being really valuable just in terms of, you know, the number of wins. And as long as he doesn't uh, hurt you, um, that he can still be a really valuable player. Uh, any gems that you may like from the Leafs, like a stat filler or someone who we just haven't think uh, thought of yet for for categories like that? Well, I, I suppose Jake Muzzin is somewhat that guy. You know how mm-hmm. we were talking before about you know you want to get these defensemen who can you know fill those categories for you, and, and Muzzin's kind of worthwhile that way also because you don't have to sacrifice a whole lot offensively. Like he's, He's not, you know, a huge power play quarterback with a ton of points, but he doesn't hurt you offensively. He's, he's decent there uh, and plays enough that, you know, his hits and blocks uh, can make him worthwhile. And, it, and, I mean, this is a case where, yes, he's valuable for that roster. You're certainly not going to reach to take somebody like Jake Muzzin. Um, but, you know, I, I think he's the kind of guy that 
um, you know, people aren't going to think a whole lot about him going into a fantasy, but I think he probably provides a little bit more value. I, I would say in a parallel uh, kind of way to, like, say, Jeff Petrie does with Montreal. Everybody thinks Shea Weber is, is the big you know, value defenseman in Montreal, uh, but Petrie gets you more hits and more blocks and plays more. Uh, and and so, you know, in terms of fantasy, you know, you get kind of some sneaky value that way. And I think, you know, Muzzin is kind of that same way with the Leafs. And this will bring an end to part one of our two-part conversation here that has to do with betting and fantasy with Scott Cullen. Uh, that's going to do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and subscribing to the show. You can subscribe to the Lockdown Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck and follow the show at Lockdown Leafs. Make sure you also follow Scott at by Scott Cullen on Twitter, also at LO underscore Fantasy NHL on Twitter and make sure you check out the Locked On NHL Fantasy podcast as well for uh, daily content of fantasy hockey. So if you didn't get enough of a fix here, make sure you go and subscribe to the podcast. Also tomorrow in tomorrow's show, because this is part one of of two, we're going to be releasing uh, part two, which is more of a general conversation. You know, some sleepers, some guys to stay away from. And then that's where we're going to have our uh, some over-unders as well for the Maple Leafs. So make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so that you get both today's and tomorrow's show directly to your phone. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. But if you want some more hockey talk, be sure to check out the Locked On NHL podcast where myself and four other Locked On hosts discuss the latest around the NHL. I'll be back with another episode tomorrow, but until then, keep it locked right here on Locked On Leafs.